Well, I am coming today to the third topic in my August series, Questions About Our Faith, where I've taken some questions and suggestions that I've gotten from you and tried to put them together into some sort of meaningful order, I hope. In the last two weeks, I talked about the meaning of the kingdom of God and then last week of the golden rule. And this week, I'm going to take up two questions that I got on the topic of prayer. The first one being, how do you pray? And then the second one specifically is, what does it mean to pray that part in the Lord's Prayer that says, forgive us our trespasses or our debts, as you just heard, as we forgive those who trespass against us or our debtors. I'm going to be coming back next week to preach a bit more on the theme of forgiveness again. So so part of that latter question we'll cover next Sunday. And so today, let's spend some time talking about prayer. Today's scripture from Matthew chapter 6 related to the Lord's Prayer, as we just heard, the prayer that Jesus taught to his disciples when, according to Luke's gospel at least, and you can find it in chapter 11, verse 1, He was asked a very similar question to the one that we're looking at today. How should we pray? In fact, of course, there are many, many, many ways to pray. There are blessings over meals and quick whispered words to God that give a simple word of thanks for the good things that we have in life or for God's provision. There are bedtime prayers that reflect upon a day gone by and its joys and its challenges and that often as well name our cares and our anxieties and lift up the needs of our world and of our loved ones as we take that end-of-day check-in in the presence of our Lord. There are many as well more intentional and devotional ways of bringing our hearts and minds into the forming presence of God such as something that I learned this year called Visio Divina, for example, where you you spend some time praying in the presence of, of images, of pictures or icons or maybe even small statues, things that, that stimulate a, a prayerful conversation and invite reflection as you circle around and around with what with what God wants to speak through these images. Or there are ways of praying with your breathing as you as you take in each moment and breathe in and breathe out and breathe in again and generate that, that moment of stillness in the presence of God so that you can listen for that still small voice. Sunday morning worship itself, of course, is full of praying in all kinds of different ways. And, and all of these are useful and important ways of expanding the kinds of praying that we do, and the kinds of time we spend with our Creator. But I come back today to the Lord's Prayer because as I say, this prayer is a teaching prayer. That is, not just words to say or sentiments to bring our thoughts into alignment with, but in addition to that, a prayer that was intended to teach. Praying. That, in fact, is a big part of the reason why we recite this prayer so regularly as part of Sunday morning worship. Not so much because it's the tradition, but because this is the prayer that Jesus taught His disciples 
in order to teach prayer. I preached through this prayer verse by verse a couple of years ago. If you remember back that far, and if you're interested in spending some time with that series again, you can find it on our YouTube site dating way back to February and March of 2021. It was the Lenten sermon series for that year. But today I want to to look at this question in a slightly different way. Not as a question about the words to say or the, the praying techniques that are available, but as one that's about intimacy and about vulnerability. How do I really find that renewing and, and filling encounter with God in prayer that comes on the other side of my own walls, of my own barriers that I find when I bring my honest, whole self into the presence of God, once I've gotten past all of those surface expressions and empty words that my heart isn't really in any way. How do we pray like that? How do we truly meet up with the living, loving God through prayer? I did a very quick search online this week for images of prayer, and I brought a few of them with me this morning to share with you. If you'll pull up the first one. This first one that I found has hands lifted and folded, as you can see there, almost reaching towards the light. This center and this source of something that seems reachable and available. This artist's portrayal of God, perhaps who's beaming forth as light. In fact, I'd say most of the pictures that came up for me in my search had some sort of focus on hands, mostly folded hands. Why is that, do you think? Yes, folded hands, as we probably all know, are the classic gesture of praying, along with kneeling down on one's knees. But but why is that? Why is that? Folded hands tend to be a sign of entreaty. A sign that something is being requested, perhaps. But more than that, an expression of humility, I think. Honesty. Vulnerability. found a second one as well. And this second one also, strangely enough, has those folded hands as well as that Sunlight peeking through in the distance. But there's also something about that upward gaze in this one that I think conveys trust, conveys hope, conveys transparency, being seen and being known fully by this light that makes its way into every reality, every speck of the surface. When I look at it, at least, it seemed to speak to prayer as a thing that every individual in their own uniqueness can enter into. A space that each and every particularity can stand within and be fully seen and fully heard. This is a person that in prayer is seen in the fullest possible way, I think. Could prayer perhaps be a space where we all can be the most seen? Where we bring forward what we're protecting inside? 
where we're seen so deeply that we see something new about ourselves as well. Where our hearts can be renewed and revived again in God's restoring light. And then I found a third one as well. And this, this third one too has those hands that are folded again, but in this one, the light is reflected off of a face. Isn't it? Eyes are gently closed. Words are being said or received there in the silence. If this one says anything at all about prayer, to me it says quite clearly that prayer is intimacy. An encounter where we can bring forth and hold the, the deepest thing, the hardest and the truest thing. Prayer is a space to tell. A space to reveal, to seek God with our broken words and the rawest of needs rather than to hide behind the formal and flowery ornamented words that conceal more than they reveal about our hearts. I brought these three images and, and maybe I can encourage you this morning on the back of your bulletin if you have images of prayer that are popping into your mind to, to draw those, to write them down, or to do a little doodling perhaps with your image of prayer. But I brought these three this morning, although I could have brought many, many more, because they also teach prayer, I think, and teach something about what prayer is that is squarely in line with the spirit of what Jesus taught as He, as he taught His disciples the Lord's Prayer in particular. Listen afresh to the prayer that Jesus taught. But this time I'm going to read it from the less familiar version. It's found in Eugene Peterson's The Message paraphrase of the Bible because sometimes I think taking us out of the familiar can key our attention in more closely on what is actually being said. And so listen to this version of the Lord's Prayer from The Message. It reads, Our Father in Heaven... Reveal who you are. Set the world right. Do what is best. As above, so below. Keep us alive with three square meals. Keep us forgiven with you and forgiving others. Keep us safe from ourselves and from the devil. You are in charge. You can do anything you want. You're ablaze in beauty. Yes. 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 Or that yes is amen. You know, what I hear in that version of the prayer, especially as I read it afresh here today, is is a spirit of genuine yearning and of genuine seeking. Reveal who you are, it says. I see demonstrated here prayer as a place to bring the big stuff. The brokenness and the challenges and impossible work of bringing the entire world back into shape. Set the world right, it says. There's surrender. 
vulnerability, admission and recognition of our own frailty and limitedness, admission that there's things that we just don't know, surrender even to a wiser one who has a clearer vantage point on the horizon and on what's good for the world. Intimacy, certainly. And such intimacy that allows not only the revealing of our truth and admission of our needs, but but even the confession of our faults. Everything. Everything gets put on the table in this prayer and handed over. Even our very own will and visions for the world. You know, not everyone who prays this prayer has wanted to engage with it and certainly wanted to engage in the sort of forgiveness that it seems to demand. How many prayers of this prayer have sped up their prayers when they got to that forgiveness part? Just run right through it. This prayer almost drags its prayers into God's light, doesn't it? Maybe that's why we've been asked to pray it and to keep praying it over and over again through every season of life. Jesus' way of praying beyond just the words, but down deep in the spirit of it, teaches us prayer as a full, deep sort of intimacy with God. Dangerous if your intention Entering into it is to preserve those things in yourself that God would have you surrender, but renewing. Renewing if entered into and engaged as part of the practice that of the growth that God intends for us all. So how should we pray? It's a great question, isn't it? How should we pray? If it's been a long time or or never since you've tried to pray, where can we even begin? I think we can all begin again in this reminder today of what the heart of prayer is truly all about. Set some time aside with God. Yes, struggle. Struggle with your words. Let them be broken. Let there be silence. Work on bringing your full, honest self, warts and all, into God's view and into your own. Lift it all up. The world, your big hurts and your small ones even. The unresolved places in your heart where God is still calling you forward toward a forgiveness that is hard. Bring it all. Why not? Let it be unfinished and then start again. Hand it over. Lift it up. Admit. Surrender. Be vulnerable. Be truthful. Be seen. Be heard. God's amen is a yes, yes, and a yes. And all of God's people said, amen. Let's pray together.